Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Let's take our Bibles, 1 Samuel chapter 18, 1 Samuel chapter 18, and then also Psalm chapter 55. Uh, and so Samuel tells us what happened. It's a historic narrative. Uh, the book of Psalms tells us how it hit David's heart, uh, how it hit David's heart. Now, uh, some of the Psalms, you can say that this was written exactly when, when this happened, and uh, I think we'll see some of that. We're not going to do this every week, but, but, but you'll see some of that. Uh, but today, this Psalm 55, uh, yes, fits, fits where we are today, but uh, it also could fit many different times uh, in David's uh, life that he had. And so we'll get there, but... To start out, we remember that in chapter 18, verse 12, Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with David and was departed from Saul. We remember that, right? Uh, and then it goes on in verse 28, and Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David and that Michael, Saul's daughter, loved him. And Saul was yet the more afraid of David, and Saul became David's enemy continually. And then uh, chapter 19, verse 1, and Saul spake to Jonathan, his son, and to all his servants that they should kill David. Put down number one, if you will. Notice first the reality of loss. The reality of loss, we all go through it. David was right in the middle of it, that reality of loss. In fact, number one, write it down. He lost his position or his job, his job, his position or his job. Uh, and you see it, of course, in verse number 10 and verse number 11. Uh, and he lost his job not by being called down to the human resource office. It wasn't uh, that kind of a job loss. But uh, when the boss took a spear, a javelin, uh, verse number 11, look at it. And Saul cast the javelin for he said, I will smite David even to the wall with it. And David avoided out of his presence twice. Can you imagine just how shocked David would have been? Uh, David... Uh, was doing everything right. He had done uh, nothing wrong. He did everything that Saul said. Uh, he defeated Goliath. Uh, he turned a victory for Israel. Uh, he was encouraging uh, the king, Saul uh, himself. Uh, he was doing everything that he could to be a blessing to him uh, when suddenly Saul grabs the javelin in one violent motion. Uh, David's so shocked. It was so quick that, that all he could hear was that muffled thud of that javelin hitting the wall twice, twice. Hey, you don't have to tell me twice. Once is enough. But, but, but twice, yet, yet Saul, even though David did everything right because of his raging insecurity, his rabid jealousy, was attacking the best friend that he had, David. Uh, he was attacking the biggest help that he got, uh, David, uh, he was attacking the one who helped the kingdom the most, uh, David. And you see it in verse 12, Saul was afraid of David. Why? Because the Lord was with David and was departed from Saul. Uh, David's success reminded Saul uh, of his failures. David's courage reminded Saul uh, of his cowardice. And David twice, twice uh, escaped. Uh, and just to make sure his heart was right, in chapter 19, he went right back to that same place. Look at it in verse number 9. Uh, and the evil spirit uh, from the Lord was upon Saul again. 
uh, as he sat in the house with his javelin in his hand, again, chapter 19, uh, verse 9, and uh, David played with his hand, and Saul sought to smite David even to the wall with the javelin uh, again, but he slipped away out of Saul's presence, and he smote the javelin into the wall, and David fled and escaped that night. This time was the last time. Boy, he wasn't just getting uh, the, the point. He was absolutely about to get the point. Uh, he, he lost his job, uh, not just getting the axe, he was getting the spear. Not just fired, he was fired at. Uh, he absolutely lost his uh, job. And uh, I'm sure there's some that are here today that over the last couple of years, uh, you did everything right as an employee of that company, but because of downsizing or uh, because of that, that company disbanded. Companies are uh, hard to manage during this type of a time. Uh, you, you, you understand that loss that he had. Uh, number one, he lost his job, but number two, write it down, the reality of it, he lost his partner or his wife, his wife. He lost his job, uh, he lost his wife. Look at chapter 19, verse 11. Saul also sent messengers to David's house to watch him, to kill him, to slay him. In the morning, and Michael, David's wife, Saul's daughter, uh, David's wife told him, saying, if thou save not thy life tonight, tomorrow thou shalt be slain. So Michael let David down through a window, and he went and fled uh, and escaped. And, uh, and if you think that uh, there's dual loyalties in a, uh, in a wife, she absolutely had them. She was the daughter of Saul, uh, wanting to kill David. She was married to David. And so she's warning David, well, you better uh, uh, hightail it out of town because he's coming for you. Uh, 17, uh, when Saul said unto Michael, uh, then, then, then Saul said unto Michael, why hast thou deceived me so and sent away my enemy that that he has escaped. And Michael answered Saul, he said unto me, let me go, why should I kill thee? Uh, what a loss for David. Lost his job, his career, his position. Uh, lost his wife, lost his spouse. Uh, and I understand that it was a, a loss as far as David departing. Uh, they were distancing. But I also understand before it was over, it was a loss because of divorce. Because in chapter 25, 44, she was given to Falti, the son of Laish. Wait, put yourself in David's place. Put yourself in David's pain, that loss, that hurt, his position, his partner. But now number three, the reality of loss, he lost his pastor or his spiritual mentor or, or that counselor that was a blessing to him, Samuel. Look at verse number 18. We're in chapter 19. So David fled and escaped and came to Samuel, and of course he did. Why, Samuel, who was a blessing to him, Samuel, who anointed him, uh, Samuel, who was a comfort and a guide uh, to him, uh, he came to Samuel to Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him, uh, and he and Samuel went and dwelt in Naoth. Came to Samuel. Why, that comfort, that, that, that guidance, that, uh, that, that blessing. Uh, when everyone else was being taken from him, uh, everything else was uh, being taken from him, he found comfort uh, in that, that spiritual guide, that mentor uh, that he had in Samuel until Saul sends soldiers uh, and David has to break away and run. Uh, chapter 20, verse number 1, and David fled from Naoth in Ramah, his job, his spouse. Uh, and now he has to flee, he has to leave. He loses that pastor that anointed him, that counseled him that was a blessing to him, and 
Uh, again, not just departing, but in 25.1, and Samuel died. You ever lose a pastor? Uh, maybe it was a pastor that just gave up on ministry and walked away, or a, a pastor that disqualified himself from ministry, or, uh, or uh, maybe just uh, something happened, and that one that, 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 that was a blessing to you, that was an encouragement to you, David lost it all, the reality of it. His job, his spouse, his, his pastor, but then number four, write it down, he lost his friend, his pal, the position, his partner, his pastor, uh, his pal. And of course, in 18, we saw how close Jonathan and David were. Saul's son, Jonathan. Saul's son, Jonathan. Uh, they made a covenant with each other. They, their souls were knit together. He loved him as his own soul. But then in chapter number 20, verse number 1, uh, Jonathan in disbelief, wondering why his dad uh, would have it in for David, not even believing that that, that was the case, checked it out for himself and and it's true, dad wants to kill him. It's true, because of his rabid insecurity, his raging jealousy, dad wants to kill him. And David's not safe in that, that plan, that communication that, that was off to the side. In verse number 42, Jonathan said to David, go in peace for as much as we have sworn both of us in the name of the Lord, saying, the Lord be between me and thee, between my seed and thy seed forever. And he arose and departed, and Jonathan went into that city. His job lost it. Uh, his, his spouse, uh, uh, his, uh, his friend, his, his mentor, his pastor. Uh, I, I do feel that, that the heart of Psalm 55 captures this when it says, for it was not an enemy that reproached me. It was my boss that was attacking. Uh, my wife that was leaving. Uh, my pastor that was distancing. Uh, my friend, my friend that, that, that was departing, uh, it was not an enemy that reproached me. Then I could have borne it. Uh, I expected it. Uh, neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. Uh, then I would have hid myself from him. Hey, I could have prepared for that. But it was thou, a man, mine equal, my guide, uh, my acquaintance, my boss, my spouse, my pastor, my, my friend... But the reality of loss, it can rip your heart out. It can rip your heart out. I, uh, we did a little social media uh, post about over the last five years, ten years, I've lost my, uh, but I've gained. Uh, uh, mine, thinking back, we talked about it last night, uh, a year ago today is when uh, I decided that all of my bones shouldn't be inside of my skin, but one of my bones should be outside of my skin. That compound fracture that I had uh, was a year ago today, which, which the loss of, yeah, I didn't lose much. I just have turn pages and type. That's all I need. But, but, but then the next day, I lost my mom. Well, the loss, the loss. Uh, and that's not unique. Why well, we all have something, someone, uh, some opportunity, that loss, that loss, well, you've had it. And so uh, we looked first at the reality of it. Uh, put down number two, if you will. Uh, notice the result from it. The result from it. We're in Psalm 55. Again, that historic narrative of Samuel tells us what happened. Uh, but then the Psalms pulls back the curtain of David's heart, uh, and we see the effect that it had. That man after God's own heart was hit. It wasn't an enemy, it was my friend. 
It wasn't an enemy, it was my spouse. It wasn't an enemy, it was my boss. It wasn't an enemy, it was my, 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 my pastor. And, and, and when you go through that kind of a loss, it can mess you up. Put down number one, physically. It can mess you up physically. Uh, Psalm 55, if you're there, verse number one. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide, hide not thyself from my supplication. Uh, attend unto me and hear me. Look at it here. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. You ever been there where it's just, just that, oh, get me in. That, 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 that heart hurt so much, that loss was so big, uh, that, that, that response, he didn't even have words for it. Oh, yes, I mourn in my complaint, but, but then it's a noise. It's a noise. It's not words. It's noise. Uh, verse number four, my heart is sore pained within me. You've been there where your heart is just, just throbbing. It's just, it's just hurting. You see, loss, uh, loss can mess you up physically. It can uh, impact you physically. My heart sore pained uh, within me. Now, don't forget the series that we're in is don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Uh, don't lose heart. Uh, and it was affecting David's heart. He's writhing in pain. Boy, sometimes loss can be so big. Uh, that, that loneliness, that isolation, it has physical effects. Uh, unable to eat, nauseousness. Uh, the emotions that are headaches and tension and stress, that, 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 that mourning, that, 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 that moaning. Uh, the data is starting to come in on the kids that uh, have been shoved into virtual learning, that isolation, uh, and the data is not good. But that loss, that isolation, boy, it hits hard. Uh, it impacts in a real way. An English doctor, Dr. S. Smith, uh, doing a study, a, built about a 10 by 10 by 7 foot high soundproof room where uh, volunteers that uh, wanted to be a part of the study would, uh, would be clothed in mittens and woolen socks to reduce sensation of touch and uh, and then the lights pitch black, and uh, they were given translucent goggles to, to eliminate any pattern uh, light that they may even observe. And uh, they were observed through a one-way glass. They couldn't see out, but people could see in. Uh, and the result was, was amazing to them uh, how quickly concentration was lost, how, how quickly anxiety and stress and uh, feelings of panic uh, took hold. Uh, many couldn't stand to be in that isolation chamber more than about one hour. Uh, that loneliness, that loss, that uh, isolation, it can mess you up physically. Put down number two, it can mess you up emotionally. Uh, emotionally, loss, loss, and then the loneliness, and then the, the isolation physically, and then emotionally. Look at verse number five. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. Fearfulness and trembling or come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. Uh, he was an emotional mess, that loss, that loss, that loss. Uh, those feelings of loss can also bring feelings of regret, of remorse, of anger, uh, of guilt, uh, of, uh, of grief, of, uh, of worried. Uh, and that tension... 
Uh, that tension, that, 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 that the feelings, the tragedy is in isolating. It magnifies those feelings even more. Well, it can mess you up physically. It can mess you up emotionally. Dr. Leonard Kramer, psychiatrist who for 30 years studied depression, uh, said this. He said, the human being is the only species that can't survive alone. The human needs other humans, otherwise they're done. A, a telephone call to a depressed person can save a life. A, an occasional word, a 10-minute visit, can be more effective than any medical attention ever given. Well, it can mess you up physically, it can mess you up emotionally. And by the way, on the side, that's why we all need to get back to church. Well, we all need to get back to church. Uh, and live stream is a great thing for that that one Sunday that someone's traveling or that, that, that Sunday that someone's not just out and about but, but under the weather. Uh, it's, a, it's a great thing for that, uh, but it's a terrible replacement for church, that human interaction, that fellowship, the connection, that, that ministering to and being ministered to, that serving others and others serving, that, that bearing one another's burdens and praying one for another. Hey, thank God for the live stream we have, but it can't be a permanent fix. But we need to be where there's fellowship, where there's interaction. Why loss, loneliness, uh, isolation can mess you up physically. Uh, it can mess you up emotionally. Put down number three. Uh, it can mess you up relationally. Relationally. Look in our text. We're in Psalm 55. David is basically sharing his heart. Look at it. Verse 6. Uh, and I said during this time, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Uh, yeah, you'd fly away, but your problem would stay. You'd fly away, but your problem would stay. Uh, and being at rest would only be temporary until you realize the problem's still there. In fact, uh, that problem is getting bigger. Uh, lo, then would I wander far off and remain, remain in the wilderness, uh, isolating reclusing, uh, introverting. Uh, I'm sure you can think of someone that, uh, that you've encountered that has gone through such a painful separation from a spouse or a painful separation from a significant other that they aren't able to open their heart up again. Uh, that reclusiveness, that uh, isolation, that, that separation... Uh, some that have been let down by a pastor never to trust another pastor ever again. That reclusing, that, that isolation, that, that, that introverting. Uh, and, and the thing is, it's, it affects us. It affects us. Uh, look at verse number 8. Uh, I would hasten my escape from the windy storm. Uh, I would hasten my escape. I just want to escape. Hey, I just want to get away. It messes you up physically. messes you up emotionally, messes you up uh, relationally. Verse 12, for it was not an enemy that reproached me. Uh, it was my boss. It was my spouse. It was my friend. It was my, my pastor. And the most difficult pain can be inflicted by those who are the closest to us. Uh, a trusted friend that betrays that trust. A, an unfaithful spouse. Someone that, that is close enough to dig that dagger in uh, even deeper than someone else. And ultimately, the result, not just 
messing us up physically and emotionally and uh, messing us up relationally. Put down number four. Uh, the big one is it messes us up spiritually. It messes us up. Lost, lost. Uh, if it's not dealt with the right way. Hey, hey, David, when you've lost everything, don't lose heart. Uh, that loss can mess you up spiritually. Hey, listen to his heart when he says the words. Look at verse number 15, how it's affecting, it's affecting, it's affecting. Look at verse number 15. Let death seize upon them. Wait, when a best friend breaks it off, when a loved one leaves, uh, when a family member prematurely passes, uh, when a career is canceled, when, when that loss, that loss, and that, that hardening, that embittering, look at it, let death seize upon them. Well, he's angry. Uh, he's extreme. Look at the next phrase. And let them go down quick into hell. Uh, you talk about uh, a hardening and embittering. Uh, one of the things I love about Psalms is Psalms just shows you everything. Uh, I mean, David just kind of working through stuff and, uh, and just sharing and just saying. and uh, I mean, just pouring it out. Uh, but he's pouring it out to the right person in the right place, uh, and then God turns it around. But here, that result, uh, it can affect you spiritually, spiritually. Uh, in fact, uh, in chapter 58, verse number 6, David says this. He says, break their teeth in their mouth, O God. Uh, and it's one of those times where you step back and say, uh, yeah, this loss, it's affecting him. It's infecting him. And one of the worst ways that it can affect us is when bitterness begins to build up. When resentment begins to take root. When hatred starts to take hold. Or on the other side, you just give up and walk away. Uh, you just walk away uh, from people, from society, from community, uh, from from life itself, just throw your hands up and walk away. Hey, and it's one of the worst things that you can do. It's a dangerous time, loss, loss. But let's look at number three. Uh, number one, the reality of loss. Everyone in here uh, has experienced it or uh, will experience that, that reality of loss. And the result of loss, we need to be aware of it. Uh, when you're reclusing and isolating and introverting, why things feel so much worse. Uh, when you're pushing pause and frozen in fear 40 days uh, and you're backing away, why things seem so much worse. Uh, and it's because of the way we respond. Put down number three, the response to loss. When a best friend breaks it off, when a loved one leaves, when a career is canceled, hey, notice what not to do. We're in Psalm 55 still. Look at verse number six. And I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove, for, for then would I fly away. I'd fly away. Hey, don't ignore it. Don't run from it. Don't ignore it. Don't run from it. Uh, when you fly away, your problem will, will stay. Uh, and then he goes, and I'll be at rest temporarily. I'll be at rest. Don't do that. Don't ignore it. Don't run from it. Uh, lo, then would I wander afar off and remain in the wilderness. Where the response to loss, don't ignore it. Don't run from it. Uh, verse number eight, I would hasten my escape from the windy storm. Well, just make it stop. I just want to run from the problem. I just want to run away from, from everything that's, that's coming down on me. Hey, don't run from it. 
Don't ignore it. Don't worry about it. Uh, look at verse number 9. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues. And look at, the, look at his wording. For I have seen violence and strife in the city. He's seeing it out there. He's experiencing it in here. Day and night. The first thing I see every morning is Goliath. Uh, the last thing I hear about every night, uh, and it seems like not with a giant, but now with his loss, it seems like David is getting drugged into that same fatal flaw that Israel had for those 40 days. First thing they saw every morning, problem. Last thing they thought about every night. Uh, day and night they go about it upon the walls thereof. Mischief also uh, and sorrow are in the midst of it. Hey, don't ignore it. Don't run from it. Uh, don't worry, worry, that, that anxiety, that stress. Don't worry uh, about it, uh, and don't become resentful because of it. Look at verse number 11. Uh, we're talking about the responses, what not to do. Uh, what not to do during a loss of a loved one, or uh, a, a friend uh, uh, fleeing, or, or uh, a trusted person uh, digging that dagger deep. Hey, what not to do? Don't run from it. Don't ignore it. Don't worry about it. Don't become resentful because of it. 11. Wickedness is in the midst there of deceit and guile. Guile, that bitterness building up. Guile, that resentment taking root. Guile, that hatred taking hold when a best friend breaks it off. When uh, the loss of a loved one. When a job shuts down. You've done everything you could and lost, uh, and loss, uh, and loss. And you say, well, uh, okay, pastor, that's what we should not do, but what should we do? Uh, I'm glad you asked. Point number one, write it down. Uh, number one, release it in prayer. Release it in prayer, that hardness, that bitterness, that resentment, that reclusiveness, that, that wanting to run away. Release it in prayer. Why release it in prayer? Look at verse number 16. As for me, David said, the man after God's own heart, uh, here's how I'm going to keep my heart. Uh, here's how I'm going to make sure that I don't lose heart. Uh, here's how I'm going to make sure that, that no man's heart uh, uh, fail uh, because of him, because of this. Uh, here it is, verse 16. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Uh, by the way, uh, I, I like the fact that uh, he doesn't wait to make sure his prayer is just perfect and uh, it's palatable. No, God, break their teeth. I mean, he's just praying. Uh, he's just sharing his emotions with God. Release it in prayer. Release it in prayer. Uh, we're not built to carry bitterness. Uh, we're not built to carry hatred and anger. We're not built to carry to carry uh, that, that guile. Look at verse number 17. Evening and morning at an, and at noon will I pray. Say it. Will I pray. Uh, and it's basically because uh, if you release it and, and then you grab hold of it again. And then you need to release it again and then you try to grab hold of it again. And you give it to God and then you take it back. You give it to God and then you take it back. Uh, and it's a natural thing. And that's why David said in the morning and uh, at noontime and and at evening, hey, I'm just going to keep releasing it and keep giving it to God. And uh, I'm going to continue, continue uh, to release that to the Lord in prayer. 
And so number one, when you're going through that, uh, that betrayal by a best friend, that, that friend fleeing, that loved one leaving, that, that, that hurt, that, that loss, release it in prayer. But now number two, reconnect with people. Reconnect with people. I really do think uh, our approach the last couple of years has made things worse uh, emotionally, uh, mentally, uh, so many uh, addictions increasing. Uh, and it's because people have disconnected and they've never reconnected. Uh, people have distanced and, and now that's their new normal and it should never, never. Uh, it's not good that man should be alone. Uh, we need to reconnect with people. Look at verse 18. He hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. There were, there were many with me. Uh, and eventually he gets back to where there are many with me. And uh, his mighty men, there was about 600 that, that, that fled and found. They, they went with him. Uh, there were. Boy, I need to make sure that I reconnect with people. Uh, let me give you another phrase. Uh, we're not built to carry it. We're not built to carry it. That's point number one, release it in prayer. Uh, we're not built to carry it alone. We're not built to carry it alone. We're not built to carry it alone with that connection, that, 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 that strengthening in fellowship, that, that, that interaction, that, that spending time. Uh, I do think that's what Hebrews 10 is talking about when it says, let us consider one another. Boy, that, that, that one another, that one another, that one another. Uh, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. A pat on the back. Boy, a punch in the arm. Uh, an encouraging word. Uh, a, a hug that I received this morning. I, I came in this morning wondering why everyone was wearing red. Why, why is everyone wearing red? Uh, and then it was a great reminder. I better get sharp some. Anyway, by tomorrow. Uh, but, but that interaction, that fellowship, that, that spending time, that spending time. Uh, let us consider one another to provoke unto love, to provoke uh, unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, exhorting one another. Boy, we need to get back to functioning uh, and living and interacting and, uh, and re reconnecting. And, and yes, release it in prayer. But number two, reconnect with people. By the way, um, that's why we're having an I Love My Church Sunday. Uh, I Love My Church Sunday to just get replanted, to just get reconnected. I love my church Sunday. And so loss, uh, how do we respond to it? We don't uh, ignore it. We don't uh, run from it. We don't uh, worry about it. We don't get resentful because of it. We release it in prayer. We reconnect with people. Number three, write it down. We remove the pressure. We remove the pressure when a best friend breaks it off. A loved one leaves when they're lost, that career, that, that, that loss, that that, that opportunity. Look at verse number 20. He hath put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He hath broken his covenant. Uh, the words of his mouth are smoother than butter, but war is in his heart. Uh, his words were softer than oil, yet they are drawn swords. Basically talking about people that stab in the back. Uh, people that stab in the back. Uh, they, they're positive in front, but then they stab in the back. Uh, and look at his response. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. Cast thy burden 
upon the Lord, roll it on him, give it to him. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, uh, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast thy burden upon him. Uh, and of course, Simon Peter doubles down on this, 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting all your care upon him. Boy, why can we do that? Because he careth for us. Boy, he loves us. Boy, he wants us to draw close. Uh, he wants us. We're not built to carry it. Uh, we're not built to carry it alone. Uh, we're not built to carry it without the Lord. Put down number four. Uh, number one, release it in prayer and then release it again and then, then release it again. Uh, number two, reconnect with people. We have to reconnect uh, with people. Number three, remove the pressure. And then number four, respond with praise. Respond with praise. Uh, when, uh, I forget who said this, and I'll probably misquote this, but when, when God's the only thing that you have, you find that God is the only thing that you need. Now, he gives a church. He gives other believers that supplemental help, that supplemental help. Uh, but loss is basically those props that, that are holding us up, that career, the finances, the health, and everything's perfect, and praise of people. Uh, it's almost as if one of, those, one of those foundations is pulled out at a time. One of those foundations is pulled out at a time. Uh, one of those foundations, one of those things that are propping us up, propping us up uh, one at a time, and then that's when we realize, are we truly leaning and relying uh, and grounded and founded, abiding in the Lord Jesus Christ? Because anything other than him, Anyone other than him. I, I do think the season of loss can be a good thing. Uh, if we recalibrate, uh, if we reprioritize, if we release it in prayer, uh, if we reconnect with people, uh, if we do roll our burdens, roll our burdens on the Lord, uh, and then responding in praise. Lord, thank you. Thank you for that season. We could go to Job. Uh, Job, who lost it all, right? Didn't he lose it all? One day, cattle, dreams, uh, respect of people, finances, kids, kids, uh, the wife now criticized. Oh, he lost it all. Uh, but he ended up saying, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Uh, I learned a whole lot of things during the season of loss. Uh, in fact, he learned so much in the season of loss, when he got finally to the backside of it, God gave him twice as much as he had in the beginning, and he was praising God, praising God, giving God praise. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.